0: Support for LAist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org.
1: I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montell and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at laist.com slash events. I've always
2: dreaded Valentine's and Mother's Day, and not for reasons you might expect. Ever since I can remember, these two holidays meant only one thing. My mom selling flowers again. Every year, she'd load up a tarp and chairs into her truck and set up shop next to the Arco on Hoover Street to sell flowers on the side of the road. She typically spent up to five days and nights grinding and hustling, but all I noticed at the time was that my one-bedroom apartment was filled to the ceiling with flowers she'd bought wholesale at the Los Angeles Flower District. Now that I'm older, I'm grateful for her hustle, and I can understand the risks that street vendors face. Staying out for days and nights, only coming home to shower, being harassed by the police, and getting robbed in the dark. Throughout all of this, I'm sure she felt fear, but she looked fearless because every year she'd come back to it. While reflecting on all of this, I realized how much flowers were an essential part of my childhood. I also wonder, where do these flowers actually come from? I'm your host, Sandy Chavez. This is Future Rewind by NextGen Radio. We believe the best storytellers have stories of their own. For over 20 years, Next Gen Radio has been finding tomorrow's journalists and training them through local radio reporting projects. I was a reporter for Next Gen Radio, and now I'm back to revisit and unpack amazing narratives with their reporters. On this show, we hear the story behind the story and what they're up to next. This is the way storytelling is meant to be. The flower district in downtown Los Angeles is the largest wholesale flower market in the United States.
0: We're here at the Gather Flora stall at the flower market. It's great. We have a good number of things. We have a mix of sweet peas, some herbs as well. The
2: six block area is filled with daily shipments of every kind of blossom from all over the world. But over the past few years, there's been an ongoing shortage of flowers due to climate change.
0: I've been working at Rose Lane Farms for four years. And within that four years, summers just keep getting hotter. Oftentimes, you know, weather and nature is unpredictable. But when we have these really high temperatures things die quicker. I'll just use Mother's Day as an example. That's one of the, you know, busiest holidays for florists and for flower farmers, and there has been a Mother's Day where all of a sudden we have no roses in the fields because it's so hot. And then what do you do? Amanda Galvez is a flower
2: farmer who was interviewed by Next Gen reporter Lucia Ron as a part of our climate change series. We recently caught up with Lucia. Hi, Lucia. Thank you so much for joining
1: us today. Hi. Happy to be here. Amazing. So tell us, how did you meet Amanda? Around that time, I met up with a former coworker who actually left that job to pursue being a florist full-time. And we started talking about what exactly being a florist entails. And she mentioned that it had a lot to do with climate change, actually. It's a lot harder for floral farmers going out to the field. Because of climate change, it's hotter, and so they have to go out earlier in the day. And there's a smaller window of time that they can be able to pick things.
2: I'm so grateful you mentioned that. Farmers are often on the front lines of climate change and are so often overlooked.
1: On top of that, the number of flowers for them to pick in the first place is just way lower. You can lose a flower pretty easily with the high temperatures, with the drought that's going on, and the Santa Ana winds are so strong that they break the flowers. Because of the way that climate change is changing how plants grow, we have to expect that the flowers we purchase will change as well. The connection between climate change and flowers
2: is a lot more complex than just rising temperatures. The flowers sold in the flower district are imported from all over the world. Colombia, Kenya, the Netherlands, Ecuador, Brazil, and Costa Rica. The farther away the flowers come from, the bigger the carbon footprint. Because the airplanes that deliver these flowers release tons of carbon dioxide, these toxins are released into the air and are recycled everywhere. From the soil we use to grow our food to the air we breathe, and it also affects our weather. Excessive carbon dioxide is what's causing our ice caps to melt. What I didn't know going into this is that all weather here on Earth is affected by the ice caps. Let me explain. Pretty much all weather is created by hot and cold air. When it comes to global weather, the coldest air is at the North and South Pole, and the hottest air is at the equator. So when cold Arctic air meets up with hot tropical air, it creates what we call jet streams. Jet streams are rivers of air and weather in our atmosphere. So when the poles heat up, things get unpredictable. It only takes a little bit of change for the entire weather pattern to shift. And when it does, the jet streams create dangerous weather in unusual places, like what we saw in Texas in 2021, a snowstorm never seen before that caused power outages and dozens of deaths across 25 counties. These weather patterns are also causing the changes we're seeing in flower farming. I think
0: the floral industry risks losing a variety of flowers from climate change.
2: So it turns out that while flowers are affected by climate change, they're actually also contributing to it. Lucia, what can we do to help?
1: The first and easiest way is to buy flowers locally. When I first met Amanda, she was working with Gather Flora LA which is an organization that acts as the midway between florists and small local farms. Something else is the idea of using all parts of a flower. Flowers can be broken, but that doesn't mean the petals aren't usable. Sometimes florists use these petals in necklaces and soaps and things like that, and a lot of them are thinking of different ways to reduce the use of floral foam, plastic packaging, and to repurpose arrangements that they sell for weddings to hospitals or to sick patients. Having nature in our homes makes us feel better, so reusing these arrangements is actually a really good way to be eco-friendly about flowers, while also providing people with a little bit of nature, a little bit of joy, and something to just lift their spirits. I love
2: this idea of reduce, reuse, and recycle, but for flowers. There's something about the aroma of an orchid that instantly uplifts my spirit. The simple act of giving someone a flower says so much. Congratulations. Welcome. Get well soon or I love you. For centuries, ancient and modern cultures have used flowers as aromatherapy and medicine. So it's no surprise they're a big part of our culture and have an important function in our society today. I believe we can still enjoy flowers and help our planet in the process. One solution is to buy from local farms, like Rose Lane Farms where Amanda Galvez works, where you can even buy native plants. For us in LA, that doesn't just mean cactuses. There's poppies, irises, sunflowers, and lilacs that make a stunning bouquet, plus, there's more than 10,000 succulents to choose from.
0: There's so many little things that we can do in regards to nature and flowers that can really impact our livelihood, essentially. Because at the end of the day, we're so interconnected with nature. Farming and flowers exist on the same level. Now,
2: I can't go past a bouquet of flowers without thinking of my mom. I think Tupac describes it best. There's no way I could pay you back, but the plan is to show you that I understand. You are appreciated. I hope you learned a lot from this story. Stories like this and others are being produced by our reporters
1: every year. Lucia, were you able to follow up with Amanda? Amanda? And how are things going with her this year? I got a chance to catch up with Amanda a couple days ago, and it was really good to hear from her again. She is still working with Rosaline Farms. She's still enjoying, you know, working with the roses. She's been on vacation for the past couple of weeks, and so she hasn't been able to see the immediate effect of the most recent, you know, interesting weather that LA has for us. Right. We had these major storms come in and I was
2: wondering what happened to
1: these flowers. She did mention that this is around the time that a lot of farmers start planting seeds for their next year's crop and that the rain can actually really affect early seedlings. When plants are more established, the rain doesn't affect them as much. But if you're just planting seeds, then these crops are probably not going to last. And so that could have greater implications for new crops. But at the same time, right now is their rest period. And so they basically give the roses a period of time to rest so that they'll be able to flourish better. And roses require a lot of water. And so the rain is definitely good for them. But the cold, the winds could pose a problem. You know, it's the kind of thing that we'll have to wait and see. But it could be a very good year. I think that the moral of the story is just that, you know, weather is so unpredictable and that... Plants will grow and adapt based off of the weather. I want to hear more about you. What did you learn during this entire process? Technically, I learned a lot about sound. I hadn't really learned much about audio recording in the past. And so I definitely learned a lot about how to work together with sound, how to tell a story through sound. And I think that that's been really beneficial because. There's always stuff to gain from learning how to tell a story in different formats. You know, it always makes you a better storyteller to be able to do that. So tell me, what are you doing now and what's next for you? Lately, I've been freelance writing, exploring different communities through different lenses. So looking at food, culture, or music. And that's been really exciting. And definitely something that I hope to continue to do. I definitely focus a lot on Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities and have a lot of connections in those different communities. And so if anybody's looking for stories, uh, I'd definitely be open to working together with them. I think it'd be nice to have a full-time job. (laughs) I have a wide range of experiences in relation to video and social media. And so, you know, the ultimate dream would be to work with a media company on video and social media like lifestyle and culture type videos and so i'd always be open to opportunities related to that as well that's amazing thank you so much for joining us and
2: i know that you're going to do great in whatever you do next this next gen radio project was created in partnership with the university of southern california and la's studios Visit nextgenradio.org to apply to one of our upcoming projects or to hear more stories like this one. Ever think about how changing weather affects pilots? Reporter Missy Vasquez takes us to the skies. Below the sea, Arosy Chef tells us how global warming affects fish and other marine life. Did you know that honeybees are stressed out by climate change? Our reporter Ryan Mena dons that beekeeper hat. And lastly, reporter Chelsea Healy brings us ancestral wisdom from the Keach Nation through a tribal biologist who tells us the changes he's noticed. This episode of Future Rewind was written, researched, and produced by me, Laura Gonzalez, Tracy Tong, Yuki Liang, And Selena C.A. Reynolds, who is our executive producer. Both her and
0: Donald Paz
2: engineered this episode. Our theme song is
1: by P.J. Shahabat.
2: Our cover art is by Lauren Ibanez. We also had production assistance from Kate Laveau. Thank you so much for listening to Future Rewind. I'm your host, Sandy Chavez.